0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging F1 podcast, Belgium Grand Prix Preview. It's the end of the summer break, it's the start of the second half of the season. I'm with Nigel, Freddie's still not here, he's in Barbados, but me and Nigel are both very excited for this weekend's racing. Nigel, how are you, don't say excited?
1: I'm very excited. No, I am excited, of course I'm excited. F1's back. Four weeks felt like a while, even though we had... What's going on in between? But it's good to be back. We've got three great races as well to uh, for F1's return, starting with Belgium this weekend. So she'll be good. How are you doing, Adam, uh, over in America?
0: Yeah, it's good. I've got the second of my Oklahoma hoodies on. Um, second for audio out of twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've said, I've said to Harry that if he sees me trying to buy anything else from the shop and then he needs to just hit me. So yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, but yeah, it's good. It's really hot this week. It's like in the thirties all week, except I don't know what it actually is because everyone uses Fahrenheit here and that's a (laughs) stupid measurement, but here I am. Um, No, it's good kind of start of classes, but it's all been um, quite chilled because it's just been like introducing and stuff like that. So I'm enjoying that while it lasts and getting most of the pool. Well, that lasts as well. So, yeah. Are there any a...
1: similarities to like the UK in terms of uni?
0: Um, yeah, but I can't think of them. <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I guess like a lot of it's similar. Like you get into the room and everyone's just kind of so sat... everyone turns up early to lessons, which is weird. Oh. Um, I guess it's not weird actually. It's just me being disorganised. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the yeah. I guess the general feel is quite similar um, mm. in terms of what we're... Yeah, just like... Yeah, how it feels is quite similar, but I think there's a lot more like specific lessons because the uni's bigger because America's bigger and everything's bigger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's There will be stuff. Um, are you ramping up for the start of uni? Or I guess it's sort of like a month away for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll just turn up and do... Whatever I get told, to be honest, that's my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just following orders. Um,
1: If you listen to people, you'll get places. That's my, like, motto, not motto, yeah, that's a piece of advice for (laughs) anyone who's listening. If you listen, listen to people who've experienced them, you'll be all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that (laughs) note, and on that note, (laughs) um, one, piece of listening that a lot of people have been doing is to Lewis Hamilton, who has said that he wants Valtteri Bottas to remain his teammate, and there's going to be no um, announcement for the other Mercedes driver until September. So, Nigel, what do you make of the news?
1: Hmm. Well, I'm not surprised if Hamilton does want that, because I think, I think all of the top drivers, Verstappen, whether it's Alonso or whoever, are... I- Think they would rather have deep down in their heart a teammate who didn't know they can beat. And I think Hamilton obviously knows he can beat Bottas. You know, that's that's a fact. So it doesn't surprise me. So I think it's a case of Mercedes and Total Wolf, they want Russell in the car, but Hamilton perhaps wants Bottas in the car, and that's possibly why there's a delay, or the delay could just be the, the waiting to find out to find out where Bottas is driving next year they want to announce it at the same time. So I think those are the two possibilities that are played out right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think think you're completely right because I guess the biggest comparison would be Vettel at Ferrari um, Mm. in 2018 when it was very clear that he wanted Raikkonen to stay on as his teammate or kind of throughout his uh, Ferrari career, he wanted Raikkonen to be there. Um, I think because he knew he wasn't really going to be as much of a threat to him. And... Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like Hamilton's scared of Russell or anything, but it's you know, you just kind of want that um security of knowing that you can beat your teammate and that's what he wants. I don't know how much kind of they're gonna put into that. Um, mm. you know, how much kind of bearing on that they're gonna put. But
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's tricky because he's sometime world champion, he's been with the team for since 2013, eight years now. So I guess that's the tricky thing, and you know, it, you 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 would be kind of silly not to listen or think about Hamilton's opinion. Uh, mm. So it's a tough one, but it doesn't surprise me that he wants Bottas to stay because he's talked about how great a teammate he's been. He's never said anything bad about him or or, or anything. Uh, so yeah, I will just I, I still think Russell will be at Mercedes. I, I think I don't think. This changes much too much, so
0: yeah, yeah, I think there's maybe more significance because of Hamilton's contract to the end of twenty twenty three mm. which is kind of an extra year thought um more than I may well, I think I thought at least um but also kind of the way it's been announced now, it puts he's he's going to have more influence at the team for longer um mm. with that, so. I think maybe given his contract situation, that might change it a bit because it's not like they're needing to look potentially at next season or the season after as their leader because they know they're going to have Hamilton there for the next two years. So yeah. I think it takes maybe a bit, in that aspect, takes a bit of the pressure off, but equally they want to get Russell in and they've got you know a really potential star future world champion there that you know they can't just keep putting on hold really. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to follow. I agree, I still think, um Russell will be at Mercedes next year, but mm. yeah, and like you say as well, with the announcement, it's not it doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know, kind of yeah. there are so many factors that go into things like this, and yeah, you can't kind of have too much, yeah, I think this is what
1: Freddie brought up when we did that podcast. Hello, if you're listening by the way, Freddie, I'm sure you're gonna wave back right now. Uh, and this is what he brought up when we did Just waved at some
0: random person on the beach in Barbados.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say what I thought. Uh, so yeah, this is this is this is what he brought up when we did that Howerton podcast when he signed his contract a couple of months ago. I think Freddie said that Howerton uh, signing his contract might mean that it, there's a there's a small chance or it's less likely that uh, Russell does get the seat or something like that. And, we could be seeing this now, but if I had to put money on it, I think it's just a delay to find out where Bottas will be next year.
0: Mm. Yeah, and that'll be the big news. That'll be a big week, especially if uh, Bottas is being announced at somewhere else as well. That'll be... That'll I mean, be I mean the one
1: week. thing the one thing that's just coming to head, though, is that they have been saying it will be done by the summer break and it'll be mm. announced by spa, and it's not happened. So, you know... They're not, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to see, but it's, it's interesting that it's not happened when they've said because Bottas, Wolf, and Russell, they've all said we want it told by the end of the
0: summer break. Mm. But, I wouldn't, I wonder, you know, and this is kind of just completely brainstorming or you know, blue sky thinking or whatever, but whether it feels like with Bottas it'd just be a very case of like one and done, this is a contract, bam, there you go. I don't know whether Russell might there might be kind of more um, kind of sticking points on the contract given, um, you know, his potential position in the team and position next to Hamilton. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's something or maybe it's nothing and like we've both said it, you know, there's a myriad of factors and everything that goes into these announcements. But yeah, you know, that could be, could be a potential reason.
1: Yeah, just like with any contract, you know, you you want to go to a certain team, but ultimately, you want you'd rather have a multi-year deal than a one-year deal. Mm. or You'd rather have some kind of clause if Mercedes do do bad, or do do mm. 20, if they do bad next year, then yeah. then you might want to leave and you might want want a clause in your contract. So it could just be those fine details. So yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, but there we go. We will continue to monitor the situation for you, and Nigel will be. <laughs> reporting on it religiously for Rating News 365 yes. and hopefully not annoying <laughs> Mercedes anymore. Um, so <laughs> move on to this weekend, which is at Spa-Francorchamps or Francorchamps. I don't know if the S is silent or not. Um, it's kind of a legendary F1 track. I don't think you can say anything less than that, but where where would you rate it on like the calendar of this season?
1: That's a tough one. I, we, we did this. I did this with Freddie last year. In fact, every, for two consecutive years, I, I know we've only been doing this podcast for 14 months. We've never had a, a, a Belgian Grand Prix preview where all three of us have been No,
0: I, <laughs> so, I, was, I was laying my bed in the caravan in Devon listening to it. It was great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember what I said last year, but I don't think I had it as my number one. I think I had it in like my top five or something. And I think I said that because I feel... It's lost a little bit of the edge with the tarmac runoff and the gravel uh, going away over the last 10, 15 years. At, you know, Rouge, it's long gone, of course, but at places like Blanchimon and uh, Pouon, and in fact, most of the corners now are tarmac runoff. And Rouge has become flat pretty easily. I mean, they do it in practice, you know, quite comfortably. Unless it's wet, then it's a proper challenge. So I feel it's lost the edge, but I still think it's got the history. It's so, so quick. We've seen some great racing through the the first sector. So it's probably third or fourth, depending on what day of the week it is.
0: (laughs) On Sunday. It's always (laughs) on Sunday.
1: Every
0: Every single year it's been on a Sunday. Um, Yeah, I think... I think I'd put it around there as well. I'd maybe put Interlagos, Red Bull Ring, uh, maybe something like Silverstone um, yeah. above it. And I, I think I agree with that. Um, So yeah, I think it's kind of within that range. I think it's top five, um, but kind of on the outer edge of top five rather than um, competing for the top spot. I think it's still, you know, with the, with our route becoming easier, that doesn't kind of make it. It means drivers are more willing to try stuff there. And I think that's, you know, it's yeah. maybe not the same challenge, but it's a different challenge. We saw Gasly on Perez uh last season, which was an incredible overtake. Um but yeah, I I I agree. It's it's not quite the same with all of the um run runoff. There's not the same risk. I think we saw. Places like Magello and Imola, yeah. the you know having the grass and gravel runoffs just makes it so much more of a challenge and makes it so much more difficult. You know, effectively makes it a street circuit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's maybe lost a bit of that. But that being said, I think there's still potential to, for it to be a very and, fantastic race this weekend.
1: Yeah, and, and weirdly, we haven't had. A- properly good race there for a long time I was thinking what was the best or when was the last really really you know classic Belgian Grand Prix and I'm probably thinking back to 2008 when Hamilton and Räikkönen had that last three lap during on Räikkönen yeah. crash and howton lost the win after mm. the race and all that stuff so that was 13 years ago I don't think there's been a classic since then there's been moments such as the Grosjean crash but I don't like crashes anyway and there's been some great overtakes, but well, I think as a race, there's not been a classic. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. It's Which interesting. It's interesting looking back to that, um, um the the Hamilton Raikkonen one, um, and thinking how the kind of now it's all that the stewards are Mercedes paid or whatever, but back then it was a. Um, different story from the fan perspective um but yeah I I agree and I think that's why I dropped it down a bit because I was actually thinking Mm. it's a great track but it's not actually produced amazing um racing over the last few years and I guess Leclerc winning was a very emotional one in 2019 but you know it wasn't kind of the most amazing spectacle in terms Mm. of the race and yeah it's kind of looking back Mercedes or Ferrari you know when they've been good then they've had the edge over it really and that's all we can say so i don't know whether that's going to change this weekend and whether we will see more of a closer fight do you think that will
1: yeah but i think so i think it'll be pretty pretty even, and especially if we do have wet weather, which we might talk about later on. Uh, I fully expect a Verstappen versus Howard to do... Hope, I really hope there's no incidents or crashes between them or throughout the whole field on the first lap, because and I hope during in one or two, whatever way round, so that we can get a proper scrap between them, because we haven't had that since France back in June. Yeah, so quite a while ago for this year's championship of course so I, I, I hope that plays out and I think that will happen
0: yeah well Silverstone there was a bit of one but not for well. long <laughs> um, but yeah we won't go back to that again yeah I, I'm i really optimistic for this one actually I think I you know we'll talk about or you'll talk about that later but it's it seems to kind of there's elements that attract the pace to both of their strengths and yeah I'm I'm really excited for it, actually. I think they'll be. I'll be watching it as well. I don't know. I'll have to get up at like six to go over. Go I'm over.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, it will be. Won't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll
0: be quite early. Um, but anyway, yeah, it will be exciting. That's the mood. Um, but yeah, I think it should. It definitely promises a lot. Um, do you think it will be better to qualify on pole or second? Because there's this debate seemingly every year for the past yeah. few years. I mean,
1: it hasn't happened since 2018, has it, when Sebastian Vettel got past uh, in past Hamilton. And they nearly went four four wide with Ocon and Perez, I think it was, that year. They didn't, they didn't quite do it, but nearly. And yeah, Vettel jumped Hamilton that year. Vettel also jumped Hamilton in 2013 as well. And that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. It hasn't happened for a while. Is that because we had Bottas in the second place last year? Who knows? Uh, but I think this year there is a good chance that, to the the and Verstappen will be side by side if they, if they are on the front row uh, down down the Kemmel straight into Lacombe and that'll be brilliant and I think whoever is in second place will have a good chance of taking the lead, bizarrely and I just hope they don't do anything silly through O'Rouge, Rouge, like trying to lift or something to try and put the other one off or make, make the, the, the other guy break or something silly like that and I hope it's a
0: mm. Well, that is, that is what happened last season with um, yeah. Hamilton kind of lifting off or being slow onto the power coming out of La Source, which, yeah, put, um, put Bottas on the back foot and then put him under pressure from the cars behind. So, yeah, I, I can see that happening, to be honest, again, especially kind of because it's such a famous incident within the season. Um, yeah, everyone knows about it and... I genuinely don't know which which position I'd rather have, like whether you want to kind of surrender the control of having P1 or, um, you know, on the flip side, having a, someone at the door, but I'm just going to ignore it. Um, yeah, on the flip <laughs> side, kind of having the, the big long drag down the Camel straight or whoever's in third, maybe whoever's in third will be able to get yeah. in the mix as well. Was it wasn't last season or season before, we had four wide down the Camel straight. Yeah, that was the 2018
1: yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean in, in the middle of the race?
0: No, like at the start. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Um, I don't remember
1: a red ball near the front, to be honest, No, I think it was last year time. when Ricardo
0: was there. I think yeah, Ricardo got a decent run. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Like was
1: so. he that? He he did have a good. I mean, yeah, I can't quite remember that to be honest, Adam.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna have a look see if I'll imagine yeah, I imagine. last or not. year's race
1: wasn't wasn't that great It's all. Bad, it was probably one of the worst races actually. I don't yeah. remember much at all, Um I can remember bits from other races. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the, the, there's a lot. It, 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 I'm sure it will be better than last year. I can mm. say that.
0: Do Do you think? If, if they are going side-by-side um, side into LACOM, how do you see that coming out? Because I genuinely, I can see a crash, to be honest. I don't think either are going to yield. And if it's the same as, say, Imola, then, you know, with the chicane, I I think that could be trouble.
1: I, oh, I mean, first, let's hope we're not side-by-side side going down to La rouge. Mm. <laughs> because I'm genuinely quite... Yeah. That would be pretty scary. And yeah. I do worry, because I don't see him backing out. And you cannot physically go side by side uh, through the second part of O'Rouge Rouge, at least. Someone has to give way. So, yeah. first, let's hope to get through there safely. And, but for Lacombe, I guess it's just who's bravest on the brakes. But even then, I, they might break so late and they might be wanting to get ahead so much that they might miss it. But because there's time-up run someone might cut the chicane, perhaps. That's yeah. the thing we didn't have at Imola because there was gravel there. So, mm-hmm. you could, well, you could do it, but you, you might spin or something. But at Spa, you can jump across. So I hope there isn't a collision. But I think the straight is so long that if you do have, if you do have a good run, like Vettel did in 2018, mm-hmm. you can kind of like get clear and then move to the right or move to the left and then, uh so then so then you're not side by side. I think that's what might happen I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um just what I was thinking of last season was Bottas, Verstappen and Ricardo kind of they weren't exactly side by side, but they were kind of split over the track trying to make oh, the right. overtake. So that's what I was thinking of. Um yeah, I oh, it's gonna be fireworks. It really is. It's gonna be an interesting way to start my day. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, it's, I'm excited for it, but also a bit, you know, I don't I don't generally get kind of nervous around if one races, but I think, I don't know, for this one, it's a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, they have of, to there's get a lot of things through, that can go wrong. Yeah, they have to be on the front row first, and there's a lot of things that can happen for them. Mm. that's almost certain, if, if everything's well, normal.
0: Especially given the length of the lap as well. Um, it is the longest lap on the calendar. And, yeah, I think it's, it's almost certainly going to be a front row duel. Um, who do you think will get, Paul?
1: I think Mercedes might have the edge this weekend. So I think Hamilton. I think that's where Bottas, if he can get on the front row, that'll be pretty big. In fact, that'll be a big moment in the season, I think. It was first race back if Mercedes look out the front row, if they do get a one-two in the race, that'll be pretty significant, I think.
0: Reminds me of... Um, oh, no, earlier I was thinking about um, with Bottas. You know, in Drive to Survive on the Russia Grand Prix episode where he's like oh yeah and I did I wanted to come second so I like gave Mac the toe so he could beat yeah. me and stuff like that <laughs> oh no it was third he wanted to get he was like oh yeah I wanted to get third so I'd have a good run it's like shut up um uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me a bit of that but yeah I
1: the did give him a very good tone that is why he did get a second book. yeah
0: but uh, I don't know it all seemed a bit like the only reason he won was because of Hamilton's Oh, yeah, practice that, yeah. starts in the a stupid would, yeah, way, yeah. so it kind <laughs> of seemed a bit whether It was like, Oh, yeah, it was my mastermind. is like, No, um, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I agree. I don't, I don't think Bottas is going to get second. I think Verstappen mm. will be able to make it up over the lap, and I think it will be really tight. I'd tip just Hamilton for pole, but yeah, not very much. Uh,
1: it's more likely to be a Mercedes roll lockout than a Red Bull roll out. I feel Mercedes Mercedes have got some momentum. They've understood their car because at the start of the year they didn't really understand the the mid car. So, and I think kind of getting to grips with it now. So, and they could go on a bit of a run with Monza coming up as well. They should be strong there. So this could be a key part of the season to you know, get back to back wins and do some damage in, in, in this year's title race.
0: Mm. Do you think it's more likely that Mercedes get a front row lockout or the gets pulled or a Red Bull gets pulled?
1: I think yeah, a Red Bull pole is more mm. likely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd so. agree. Um And should we do the rest of the prediction? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, So what's your prediction for the final podium? Oh, gosh.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Verstappen, Hamilton, uh, then Perez.
0: I'm going to go Verstappen, Hamilton, and then Bottas. Yeah just because I think I can see, even though it's not worked in the last few years, I don't know. I talked about this last time in Tech and people stop going on about it, but now I'm going on about it. I can kind of see that second place slingshot working. Um, so, yeah, I think especially if if Verstappen's in front after the first lap, it'll be really interesting in terms of strategy. Or rather, yeah. if the second place driver in qualifying is in front, it'll be really interesting in terms of strategy because I think then there'll be a mixer. I think they, you know, it's not as overtaking opportunities, but, you know, I think we might see drivers kind of backing off, backing off and trying to um, create a bit more of an advantage over the, over the pit stops because I don't, especially with the Dirtier, and if they're as close as I or we think they will be, then... I don't really see there being kind of too much opportunity, especially how aggressively each of them are going to be defending. I don't see there being too much opportunity to overtake if they're on similar strategies, similar tyres, all of that jazz. So,
1: I think so too, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we've got fingers crossed for that. Fingers crossed for a clean race and a good race and an exciting race.
1: Could be a wet race. I mean, the weather forecasts. I looked at it before, it, it looks like it can rain all three days. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's quite. I know it never uh, rains
1: in F one, but at the moment it didn't,
0: it didn't rain, rain at Hungary, so it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I'm not gonna believe it until I actually turn on the TV and it's wet on the formation lap. <laughs> like, I
1: mean, yeah, there hasn't been a wet. When was the last wet race? Well, I used to rain all the time, but it doesn't yeah, there's not happen been any races. In 2010, there was a bit of damp. I mean, Vettel crashed into uh, someone at the he crashed into a bus at the bus stop chicane, causing mm. Mayhem in 2010. But I don't know if they went, went on to wet and wet the Hamilton that race actually. In 2008, we talked about with Raikkonen, the car well, he kind of wanted to be on Zen. but then before yeah. that. I think it's 2005 going off the top of my head so like the schumacher years there was year. a fair
0: few especially in the yeah. 90s that yeah it used like... to rain
1: all the time but it just hasn't happened in the races for the last 10 years <laughs> what's
0: what's the one of um oh is it schumacher going to overtake um montoya yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, a backmarker yeah. and then it
1: yeah, was cool fire. he was laughing cool fading in the McLaren is and McLaren versus Ferrari was the title batter that year. Yeah. had and was out of the race. And then Schumacher wasn't winning by an absolute mile, hit hit him because Kulfa cool didn't get off the racing line and it was pouring with rain. Then he went to the garage and uh said some nice things to him, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, 1998. Yeah. That
0: one was that the same one as the start where there's just yeah, like a big crash yeah, yeah.
1: caused by cool fart. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah on that race with a jordan one-two.
0: Mm. Oh well we reminisce even though neither of us were alive for that so it's not really reminisce. it's nostalgia um yeah, yeah.
1: um i mean a wet race at spa or any or wet qualified as well That'll be great. That'll make that. That's what make. That's what would make the track number one. Because Rouge and Blanchimon, then they will become like proper serious corners in the wet. it
0: mm. I'm mean, interesting to see who does O'Rouge flat out on their first flying lap of practice. Because <laughs> like even now, that's still not really. I don't know. Yeah. You are to be gritty ballsy. There was um, listening last year, it was uh and Palmer talking about being teammates with Kevin Magnusson and they did the classic teammates bet of um, who'd go flat through a rouge first. And obviously Kevin Magnussen is fearless. So <laughs> he lost that one. Um, I think yeah. Jack Nichols also told a story about doing, uh, might have been the um, WEC race at Spa or on the GT races. Um, and one of the drivers claiming that they were going flat out through a rouge, but the pit lane was on the rundowns for a rouge. And everyone could see their oh, brake yeah. lights coming on. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite stories so yeah, yeah but f1 cars don't have brake lights and if you want to know why look at the etf ones video on that but <laughs> yeah um on qualifying do you think there'll be any kind of outlap um shenanigans so that's what we've seen in the last few races and came to a head at hungary
1: yeah, I, I, if it's dry, I think so, because Mercedes goes so, so slow for whatever reason, but it works on the outlaps. Yeah. So if you're Red Bull, you should just make sure you're ahead or make sure there's a 30 second gap between yourself and Mercedes, so then you don't have to go at their pace. So I think there will be some chaos, well, maybe not chaos, there'll, there'll be some gamesmanship, as, as as we like to call it, because... You want to be about five to six seconds behind the car in front when you start your lap to get a small slipstream without getting the dirty air in, in the corners and spar. You know you're on full throttle for so long then that that's it's a key circuit to, to to do that. So yeah, I think there will be some games definitely in Q3 if it, if it's dry.
0: Mm. I'll be interested to see how Red Bull respond because. They've been running the going out behind Mercedes all season, really. Um, Mercedes, I don't know whether they kind of patented the um, giving the toe from the teammate, but it kind of, they've been the best exponents of it over the years. And it kind of felt like Red Bull have found a way to deal with that or neutralize that in terms of just going out behind. And now Mercedes have, I don't know whether they waited until Hungary because of the track nature of the track or whatever but you know they clearly found a way to um counter that and Horner just kind of said, yeah fair play and yeah yeah, so whether Red Bull have had a few weeks to think about that and whether they will be thinking you know whether they'll come back with a plan of how to get back at them or maybe it'll be a, a um maybe there'll be no drama but for my sake. I hope there is a bit of it because I love some qualifying... I mean, drivers. you don't
1: want to be at the front of the queue whatever car you are because you are going to lose and I don't know how much... That's got two or three temps. Even if it's two temps, mm. that's, that in the midfield, that could put you from fifth to eighth or something or fifth to
0: nine.
1: So, yeah. you know, you, you, it'll be interesting to see how late they, they leave it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some team will just sacrifice themselves and go at the front... If there's like yeah. whoever gets through through to in tenth to Q three, then um, yeah, maybe there'll be a bit of that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or what is there anyone else that you see having a good race from midfield or any? I, I don't really see a potential podium kind of like outside podium mm-hmm. candidate unless it's wet. Really, yeah. but, I
1: think yeah, I think the length of the track means Ferrari and McLaren will naturally be. a bit further back by a few cents yeah. but I think I think Norris has I think Norris will beat the Ferrari guys this weekend. I think McLaren could, could have a strong a strong race and if he continues his form, his incredible form, then I think he'll be right up there. And I think McLaren they've been very strong in the speed traps this year as well. So if he's on the second if he, if he can get onto the yeah. second row he could be right up there on the first lap. He could be in third or second or even first, maybe. Uh, so I think Norris is the one to look, to look out for again.
0: <laughs> mm. I was just looking because I thought, oh, doesn't Times have a good record at Spa? And he's only scored one point. He's raced oh. uh, one, two, three, four, five, six times. And oh. he's had two, re- uh, three retirements at DNS and then an 11th place and a 10th place. So, wow. yeah, maybe not looking great for
1: so the seventh place came in 2015. Yeah, 2017.
0: Oh, Retired in 2015. Um wow. it'll be interesting as well to see how much it'll be a good comparison for how much of a step forward Ferrari have taken this year because mm. I think the Belgian Grand Prix last year was their nadir in terms of it seemed like every single lap they were getting passed yeah. by someone on the Kemmel straight. So yeah, I think it will provide a good kind of benchmark for them, however well they do, you know, to kind of see, or for the rest of the world to see how far they have moved forward yeah. in that. But yeah, outside of that, I don't really see kind of Aston or Alpine mixing mm. it up. I think,
1: Ra- I think Raikkonen, he's always thought he goes really well at well. I won there four times, could have easily been five if he didn't. Crash against Hamilton in 2008. In fact, that would have been five in a row. I think, which is remarkable because he didn't race there in 2006 when they were changing mm. the track layout. Uh, so he's always been Spa's always been one of his best tracks, and uh, so I think he's got a good chance of doing something well. And if it does rain, I think his experience could play a, a, a part as well. So, I'd say look out for Räikkönen if you could get a top 10, that'd be a fantastic result for for Alpha, especially after the last time out when they missed a huge opportunity to score some big points.
0: Mm. And kind of, yeah, I think they're maybe the team that needs the biggest second half of the season because Mm. they've not been good. It's kind of, it felt like they were good or better at the start of the season and then weren't able to get many points on the board. Then, and then it's kind of just not, come their way really since then. Yeah. Um, Schumacher as well, just given yeah. his qualifying, he's had a few qualifying crashes at tricky circuits. So I don't know. It just feels like it'd be good for him to get a good performance under his belt. But equally, you know, he's got the genes for it. He, you know, <laughs> I th- I'm really, maybe the race I'm most interested to see him go up. And just as a random aside that I saw, Um vessels only had three point scoring finishes this season, (laughs) which is mad. Yeah, I know I can believe it. He (laughs) had a fifth at Monaco, a second at Azerbaijan, and ninth at France, and then he had 12th, 17th, but like in Austria when he retired at the end. Um Great Britain he retired and then the Hungary disqualification. So
1: people are saying that he's having a great season, Adam. I mean, what what are they thinking?
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. I think he's having a better season than having three-point scoring well. finishes, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's... I mean, one of them is second place and one of them should have been a third, but it wasn't. So, but yeah, I just... I find that mad, really, to think about. Um, yeah, I didn't
1: know that. Even that. That is mad. It feels like he should have at least six or seven, it feels. Mm. But he hasn't. Bizarre.
0: Mm, I'd agree. But he's still beating strong. So there we go. Um <laughs> But, yeah, we talked a bit more last episode about kind of who needs a good second half of the season. So, you can go back and listen to that for more of a breakdown. But, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I mean, like what? (laughs) No, I'm joking. Uh, I shouldn't have done that to you. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about... (laughs)
0: It's like, like what? Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> read into your brain over five thousand miles and go like, like
1: if saying, yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: Just don't say it. Not like, oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure our viewers would like that. All listeners. Uh, so I was, yeah, I was just going to talk about the compromise the teams are going to have to make this weekend uh, in terms of the setup because. We've seen this at Silverstone as well. With the big, wider cars, the rear wing level is quite, has become quite important And Spa. You want good straight line speed, but you also want to be good in the middle sector. So then finding that compromise between having good straight line speed and then being good in the corners, especially if it's wet, will be pretty tricky. So if, if it does rain, the team is... Probably don't want to run a monster-style rear wing, which is what they might do if it's if it's dry. So it'll be in- interesting to see, to see if anyone takes that gamble. I guess and runs like a skinny rear wing if they know if they know it's going to rain or or vice versa. Mm. Um, yeah, just that nothing interesting really.
0: <laughs> well, it's probably most valuable to teams, but yeah, I yeah, I think. That'll be where practice comes in and free practice, especially if one of them's curtailed or if there's a wet free practice session that kind of could um, switch things up a bit this year. So mm, I think uh, you can.
1: I was just going to say, plus for lap one as well, you want like a good top speed because then you can't make that overtake. So then ideally, you do want to run the skinny rear wing, even if it does mean not out great in the corners because then it makes overtaking easier
0: mm, yeah and that's where we might see some split, split strategy come in if mm. drivers are quicker but hard to overtake then you'll see you might see some drivers kind of switching it up and going on to maybe the hard tires or you know running long on a stint or whatever to try and make up that ground so yeah I think there's a lot of permutations and especially if it's wet that will really um all the teams out of kilter and many of the cliches besides to yeah it's there's a lot to look forward to and I hope there's some rain over the weekend just to yeah really mix it up a bit and give the team something to think about um of course you can't uh at the British Grand Prix then Hamilton like nip back to the Mercedes simulator to do (laughs) from the race weekend to do a bit of driving so but you can't do that from Spa so yeah there'll be a lot of I imagine a lot of simulator work will have gone in over the summer to how they're going to nail the strategy here, but mm, yeah. it's definitely one to look out. Pardon me, look out for anything else.
1: <laughs> uh, Nothing. I mean, yeah. Don't to say, yeah, we didn't do this after didn't we did. Who, we who's going to be the no. next new F one winner?
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Um, so-
1: I mean the contenders are Saint, Russell, Norris, Sonoda, Stroll, and then Schumacher, or,
0: or insert name here F two driver.
1: Yeah, or Jim Van <laughs> or it's not? Yeah, or F two driver, F 2 driver.
0: Yeah, it's not gonna be Schumacher, Joe Jovanatzi, Sonoda. <laughs> um, I. Will go with Russell. Like I can't remember what I said last time. It might be Russell. Um, I'm going to stick with that. Do
1: prediction. you think that's because he'll get the Merc seat and then win a race next year? And that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's
0: winning a race at Williams. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think so. I guess Science could be a contender as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it yeah. depends if there's a chaotic race, and then someone like Science or Norris could benefit from the most mm. of that, or they would be. Or best placed, so mm. whether we will get that race, who knows? So I, I can see that Russell being the next new winner. But yeah, just to be different, I'll go with, I'll go with science. Just,
0: just, <laughs> just to be different. I, said, I can. although on the flip side, I can kind of see Russell going to Mercedes just as they take a step back with the new regulations <laughs> and kind of remaining the nearly man. Um, but yeah, I think. Norris is probably the most interesting one. Mm. Again, he, he's done so well this season. And it's also he's not really had that many headline results because when he's been driving well, it's been when the other teams have been too. So, yeah. you know, he's he's highest position is third, but he's just been in finished in the top five, or of his finishes, he's only finished outside of the top five once. Yeah. So, you know, it's he's just been really consistent on that. Yeah. So and Corum's you know, not
1: always been the third fastest car as well. It's sometimes mm-hmm. been fourth point well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not fifth place. Yeah, it's not always been third or second fastest car. So to do that is incredible. And I think Norris as well. Just quickly, he doesn't make mistakes or that many mistakes. If you think about Leclerc, Verstappen in their first few years, they make you know they made some clear errors, but with Norris, he doesn't really do them. I think that's the biggest difference between Norris and. Some of the other young drivers. I think that's what makes him stand out. Stand that's what stands about the most, I'd say.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of his streak of races and where he was finishing in the points got broken with the retirement at Hungary. But yeah, he's still. I think you know, he's I don't know whether he's gonna keep hold on to third. It kind of seems like it's a big ask. Yeah you know be
1: unbelievable
0: <laughs> yeah um on that point do you think bottas will win a race in the second half of the season
1: Oh, that's a good question i think
0: I, I i can go first if you want because yeah, i don't think i don't think he will i can't see because if hamilton's behind him then he's going to have to let hamilton through but i i completely do not see a way that they're going to let bottas have a win um, unless he disobeys the orders and I don't kind of see him being fastest, you know Monaco is really the only time this season that he's been faster when Hamilton's, you know he's been faster than Hamilton and on a Red Bull track, so I, I just can't see a situation where it happens really um,
1: Yeah, it's weird isn't it, he's only had one pole position as well, that was at Portugal and then he was in the lead then but then got overtaken by both Hamilton and the staffing. But if Mercedes have nailed their car and if they do turn out to have the best car over the coming weeks that will be his best chance to do something if Halton isn't quite on it. So I think he will win a race somehow in some situation. I'm not not sure how but I think he will win one.
0: Mm. I think the title fight would have to be over for that to happen. Probably. I guess.
1: Or they would have have to have taken each other out. Or yeah,
0: yeah. I guess that could happen as well. It um, has happened in the past, but yeah, I, I just can't really see a situation that it will mm. happen in. To be honest, um,
1: and also when he's, he usually doesn't have a good second half of the season as well. Like when he's been, when he's announced his contract in previous years, it could just be a coincidence. He's fell off the pace quite a bit. Uh so I don't know if that'll happen again if he does announce his future soon.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's gonna be a difficult one for him. And I guess I guess the other thing that might make a difference is you know, whether his contract um yeah, whether his contract is announced and how that goes because if he's gonna remain a driver for next season, then you know he's going to have to get out of the way. He's going to have to follow orders to the letter. Whereas if they're bringing in Russell, you know I don't know whether we'll see a finished rebellion um, <laughs> and have have him actually thinking, "No, I'm not going to not going to go for that." But mm, I think mm, maybe actually that's that's probably the biggest way that I can see him getting a race win. They say it's Russell over him, and he just thinks, "Oh well, sod this." <laughs>
1: yeah, but you'd have to be in front of Alton, though, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, and Alton can just. Well, he had, he's capable of just overtaking him. Seen, so, yeah.
0: yeah, that's fair. Um, mm, it's, yeah. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll be Russia. Maybe it'll be the uh, yeah. Finnish Rebellion in Russia again, and we'll see See um, <sighs> him taking the win or pulling some... 2000 IQ move that isn't actually yeah. 2000 IQ but like other events happen so it looks like it I don't know um but yeah we've talked about Russia a bit we talk about Spa more we're very excited for this weekend we will both be watching Nigel will be covering it all um i racing News 365 from the start of free practice till the end of the race he's just going to be up covering it from start to finish and i will be 24
1: 3 not 24 7 24 3
0: but yeah we hope you enjoy it too is freddie going to be no he's not going to be back for the next one is he or
1: is he no i don't think so
0: mm. <laughs> yeah. maybe not freddie if you're watching or listening let us know because <laughs> that's so much easier than just messaging yeah, but anyway.
1: Do it for us, communicate to everyone through our podcast.
0: Yes, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, on that note, we will hope you enjoy a very good spa weekend and we will see you afterwards to pick up the pieces in whatever way they fall. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.